0: Welcome to today's episode of the We Travel There podcast. Today we're in Nashville, Tennessee, my new hometown. Our guest today is Kate Dore, a former concert promoter who now writes about personal finance at cashvilleskyline.com. Kate has awesome tips for you, including the origins of Nashville hot chicken and the best places to listen to live music. Today's show notes will be available at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Nashville. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. This episode is brought to you in part by Creditland.com. Creditland analyzes all the credit card offers available to search for the best deals so they can bring you the cards with the biggest bonuses, lowest interest rates, and the best benefits. I use travel cards extensively to lower our family's travel expenses and trust Creditland to help me know whether I should jump on an offer or just let it go. Visit WeTravelThere.com forward slash Creditland for more details. So, Kate, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much
1: for having me, Lee.
0: I've been looking forward to this episode for so long because we just moved to Nashville. We really don't know a lot of what's going on and, and where the best places are. We're not quite a local yet, and so I know you've been here for a number of years, and I just definitely look forward to hearing everything that you have to tell us, both personally and also for the listeners.
1: Definitely. Love talking about Nashville.
0: Tell us a little bit about like how you came in to be living here.
1: Yeah, so like a lot of Nashvilleians... I moved here to work in the music business. So basically packed up what I could fit in my Toyota Corolla the day after I graduated from college and just moved down here. <laughs> so just some clothes. <laughs> and I think it was a Dell desktop computer. And that was pretty much it. Oh, and I had an uh, an inflatable mattress that I slept on that first summer. So <laughs> moved down here for the music business. And I, I stayed. I don't work in the music business. I was a concert promoter for most of my 20s. But I ended up buying a house here in 2009. I live in East Nashville. and just love being around so many creative people. It's a beautiful city. It's a great place to call home. And so I've been here ever since.
0: Yeah, you came in at the right time because everything I've heard, everything I've seen as we've were looking and researching places to live, Nashville has just had a tremendous boom over the last decade as far as the growth, both as far as number of people, as well as like the housing prices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't take any credit for any of those decisions. I just happen to be in the right place at the right time. But Yeah. I moved here in 2006. And so when I first moved here, I lived in the 12th South neighborhood, which is another great area, kind of by Belmont. Uh, Vanderbilt isn't too far from there either. And so I lived there for a couple of years. And then I lived over on Elliston Place, which is, there's a club over there and a bunch of restaurants, which is another cool neighborhood. So the first few years I was in those two neighborhoods and then moved over to East Nashville for the remaining and almost, gosh, almost 10 years at this point, which is hard to believe.
0: You know, when we're talking about Nashville, there's like a certain vibe in the city. And and so what's like the one word you'd say to describe what's going on in Nashville right now?
1: Creative, definitely creative. Everybody, tons of entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, uh, foodpreneurs, all kinds of things. People are creating things, which is one of the things I just absolutely love about the city.
0: For sure. So I know that people think of the South, they think of country music. And there is a lot of country music around. I mean, obviously, the Country Music Hall of Fame is even here. But it's not just country music, is it?
1: No, I mean, especially given how expensive in terms of the entertainment industry, how expensive things are in say New York or Los Angeles, a lot of companies have moved their headquarters down here. So you have, I mean, in terms of the entertainment industry, everything's being produced down here, but even just live music, I mean, you can see Jack White moved his his record label down here and you can go see live shows there. Of course, the Black Keys, Kesha's from Nashville. I mean, you have, just to give you the scope of different kinds of things, Nashville has a thriving hip hop scene the Skirmerhorn, amazing classical music. I mean, you really can see any type of music that you can think of here. Live music here is what Nashville is
0: known for. And it's one of those things where like, you, just don't, you don't have to just pay for a concert ticket either. There's a lot of free music all over the place, right?
1: Absolutely. In fact, Live on the Green, which is our local AAA radio station, puts on a, a live music series, which is uh, downtown. Free every Thursday night, I believe, for like, I think it's like six weeks, Musician's Corner in Centennial Park. There's also, of course, all the, <laughs> all the music you see downtown at all the honky-tonk bars. You don't have to pay a cover to go and see, and all those musicians are amazing if you're into country music. Plus just a number of free shows that are happening all the time. I mean, of course, it's great to support artists and musicians, but there are, if you're on a budget, there's a lot of affordable or free things that you can see live here.
0: Exactly. And even if there isn't a cover charge, hey, everybody, when you're out there, like you said, supporting those musicians, throw a couple bucks in the bucket for them to just show your appreciation. One thing that really kind of surprised me is when we landed in Nashville for the first time, there was actually live music inside the airport at some of the restaurants. Yeah,
1: it's pretty funny, actually. I mean, there's live music at the airport. It's almost a joke at this point, just how many places, you know, coffee shops, restaurants, restaurants places you wouldn't expect. I mean, we had a, it's not here anymore, sadly, but a place called the family wash that was once a, a laundromat that turned into a restaurant slash venue. And that's just, I think pretty representative, you know, representative of what Nashville's like, just live music in all of it. kind of like Las Vegas for gambling and slot machines. It's like music is in all of the places here. (laughs) Same sort
0: of thing. (laughs) Well, for sure. So like if somebody wanted to, to get a record or obviously most people do digital nowadays but if somebody really wanted to get like a vinyl record or a CD what's the best place where they would go to get some music
1: Well Grimeys is definitely the favorite here it's the biggest record store and they're located over off of 8th Avenue and they also have a lot of great free shows there too so you can go to an in-store if there's an artist you really like they do those several times several times a month in fact and then you can, you know, buy all kinds of vinyl there. And then also, I mean, there's other record stores here too. The Groove in East Nashville. Gosh, I am I know I'm going to forget a bunch, <laughs> but there are a number of other record stores as well. Those are the two biggest ones. But one of the really cool things about Nashville Record Store Day that happens every April is, again, another free entertainment. You can go all around the city to different record stores and see live shows. And a lot of record labels will have special releases of different things from different artists. So it's it's super fun. And you can just sort of explore, see live shows, get some great music and kind of get a feel for, I think that's one of the best ways to get a feel for the record scene here.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my calendar because uh, that sounds really fun. But one of the things you also mentioned is that there's a really lively food scene here in Nashville. So What are some of the best places that you like to eat?
1: I've actually thought a lot about this. This is a super hard question for me to answer because I love food and Nashville is known for food, so I don't want to let anyone down with this. But one of the things about Nashville, I see these guides everywhere, and one of the things I always see overlooked is Nashville's immigrant community. So I really wanted to highlight, for example, a lot of people don't realize Nashville is actually the home to the largest Kurdish population in North America. We have about 15,000 Kurdish folks here. And so they came in, you know, different waves, you know, course the Kurdish-Iraqi wars and refugees from Iran, you know, coming to escape the Syrian civil war now. And they've built this thriving community here, which is part of South Nashville. And actually there's an area that's called Little Kurdistan. And there's a bunch of markets over there. I actually went to one this weekend because I just wanted to check it out again. It had been a few years since I had visited. And you can get, you know, fresh breads, baklava, shawarma, all kinds of foods, super generous, delicious food, amazing people. And just, again, just a great, a great part of Nashville that I think a lot of people overlook, Uh, should say not people that live here, but tourists maybe wouldn't know about that because it is, isn't always included in the guides.
0: Oh, for sure. And my and my wife's a total foodie, so I know that's going to be on our list as we're going out one of these weekends. We're gonna to have to go check that out because I saw the picture you posted on your social media on Instagram. and wow, it just looked absolutely delicious,
1: yeah. And actually, there's a which you know, if the two of you are interested, I would love to go with you. There's actually an international food crawl, oh, yeah, that happens in South Nashville. It's actually coming up in September in a couple of weeks. You can get different passes and basically explore. In addition to, of course, Kurdish food, there's all kinds of stuff, Ethiopian, there's um, Central American food, South American food, all kinds of things. Great Indian restaurants, I'm, of course, omitting tons, but there's just a, I know you're from Southern California and had all kinds of things there too, but it's it's a really great way to just get a feel for all the delicious food that's over there and just kind of explore places that maybe you wouldn't know about otherwise, and it's a it's a fundraiser. For a nonprofit here in Nashville, so it's a really great opportunity to
0: explore. Oh, so it's a total win-win. You got a win for the charity, and then you got a win for your tummy. So that's that sounds good, you know. <laughs> but I, absolutely, you know, I know that coming from California, we have a pretty big migrant community over there, where it's just it's like a melting pot in Southern California. But you can go all these different places to get food, and moving to the south, I think there's a, a concern that you you hear the stories of. Bubba and, you know, the backwoods and everything like that were, I don't think people realize that how much of a melting pot that Nashville is either.
1: Yeah. And that's just, again, like sometimes it does require getting off the, you know, getting off the beaten path a little bit, exploring some other neighborhoods that you wouldn't have thought of. But again, it's just one of the things I love about (laughs) food is definitely one of the things I love about Nashville. And yeah, there's another place I was I was actually just in South Nashville. I went to a great Thai place in Antioch that getting to these neighborhoods, I live in East Nashville. It's about 20, 25 minutes away. Maybe I don't drive over there as often as I should, but there's an awesome Ethiopian restaurant also called Amy's that I try to get to as often as I can. But there's just some amazing, amazing food in, in that neighborhood, South Nashville specifically. And um, if I didn't live in East Nashville, I would probably choose to live over there just because there's such great food options
0: well you definitely got my mouth watering one of the things that I wanted to talk about also was is, is more of the one of the things is more popular it's called uh what's it called Uh hot chicken right so what what's like the whole deal with with hot chicken I know that's like a, a big specialty here in, in Nashville
1: hot chicken started it actually originated from princes princes is the original hot chicken place and they've been serving hot chicken they're It's in East Nashville as well and they've been around for about 70 years. According to the Prince family, it was, I guess, the inventor of, was actually Thornton Prince's girlfriend Hmm. back in the 30s. So what happened is he apparently was um, popular with the ladies. He went out (laughs) and we're not sure exactly what happened, but somehow his girlfriend found out that he hadn't been faithful. So after a night of cheating or whatever he had been doing, she wanted to punish him. So she went out to the back. This was the next day. She went out, grabbed a bunch of cayenne pepper and whipped up this unbearably spicy batch of fried chicken to punish him. (laughs) But the plan backfired because he loved it and wanted more. And so they since broken up but basically hot chicken has been a thing ever since and prince's is the original location thornton's great niece is actually the owner of that place so in addition to prince's now there's been now there's a number of other places as well in fact even to the point of kfc creating their own hot chicken which is not something that i personally have tried but pretty pretty <laughs> hilarious i they didn't open a location serving that in nashville which is probably wise but Hot chicken is delicious, but you, um, it hurts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you got to bring some milk with you, right? To to help.
1: It, it is. It is like it is unbearably spicy, and um, but so good. It it hurts so good. I'll say this: the effects of hot chicken last beyond the meal itself. <laughs> Let's just leave it like that. In fact, Anthony Bourdain, when he came to visit, he so famously said. Nashville hot chicken can be a three-day commitment, which I I tend to agree with. And another great thing about hot chicken is we actually have a hot chicken festival here, another free activity, on the 4th of July at East Park in East Nashville. So it's pretty close to downtown. And the first, I think it's the first 500 people, you can get free samples of hot chicken. So (laughs) I went one time, I had some folks visiting from Denver. And so, of course, we got up super early and waited in line and tried like all of the different places Plus, you, there's you know, tons of vendors that you can buy hot chicken from, too. But it's super fun. It's safe to say hot chicken is here to stay in Nashville.
0: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, Kate, as we were talking about earlier, there's all these different places to go. And sometimes you have to go off the beaten path to be able to get to them. So would you say that Nashville's a, a car town? Or can you just not rent a car and do more public transportation? What What's kind of the best way to get around?
1: If you are planning to stay close to downtown, let's say your itinerary is mostly in the immediate downtown area, you definitely can get around. Um, even the airport is only about a 10 or 15 minute drive. I think it usually costs somewhere in like the 20 to $25 range for a Lyft or Uber. And you can definitely get around easily. You know, we have a B-cycle system, which is like a bike share. There are, we're getting those bird scooters.
0: <laughs> well, we
1: have them, they got banned, but they're coming back. So there are those, of course, Lyft and Uber, as I already mentioned. We do have a bus system that works too. So again, it just really depends on what your itinerary is. If you're planning to get outside of like the immediate downtown area, then it would be better to get it to have a car. If you wanted to do some exploring, just because it is a little bit harder to get around the greater part of the city. Like, for example, I mentioned South Nashville. That's an area that you definitely would it would be more efficient, you know, making the most the best use of your time more efficient to drive there than to say, take the bus. You can take the bus there, but it's just going to take a lot longer.
0: If you're renting a car, one of the things you shared with me was a, was a way to save money on the parking in the city. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so in the downtown area, there's actually a bunch of pretty affordable places to park. There's a site called Park It Downtown, and they list five and ten dollar parking options. Of course, that may change on like the night of a Predators game, <laughs> but if you're just going, you know, or any big, you know, we have a lot of concerts. We have an amphitheater downtown. And other concerts as well. So there could be some special event nights where it's more expensive, in which case I would definitely recommend you know, taking a Lyft or an Uber from where you're staying. It probably would be cheaper in that case. But if you just want to take a car into downtown, you know, one of those cheap places, one of them I know is like the courthouse or by the library. Those are places that I always go if I have to take my car into downtown. But generally, I prefer to take a, a Lyft or an Uber if I can.
0: Right on. Yeah, especially if you're drinking, definitely be safe. Don't worry about it take the Uber or Lyft and leave the car at home for sure. So I know if, you, if you're if you talking about if you're renting a car, uh, something that, that seems really cool, and I saw a picture on it, I think it was like Business Insider, one of their travel series, uh, something called Cummings Falls. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so it's a state park where you would need to have a car for sure, but it's totally worth having a car for. We actually have a number of waterfalls in the Nashville area. And Cummings Falls, I mean – This is like a 90-minute, probably like an hour and a half ride to Cummins Falls State Park, but it's only about a mile hike to actually get down to where the waterfall is. So it's pretty easy, you know, depending on your level of mobility or level of physical fitness, I should say. (laughs) Not a super intimidating hike, um, but it's beautiful. I mean, you just have to see pictures of it or, or see like a video of it. I mean, it's this gigantic swimming hole with these Huge waterfall you can actually go in the water and climb up on it and be under the waterfall. It's really, really cool. I'm sure the summer is super, super busy, but if you went you know where it's it's still pretty warm here in the spring and the fall, so you could totally go one of those times and maybe especially during the week and maybe not have as many folks there at the same time for a more intimate waterfall experience.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, for the people who are listening, when I saw Cummings Falls. The way to more describe it is also it's it's like a multi-level waterfall with like a, a big swimming hole kind of in the middle where you can climb up and be able to, to explore different aspects of the falls and uh, just kind of watching the water cascade down and just enjoy it. That's kind of what I saw, right?
1: It's beautiful. I mean, it's been a few years since I've been and I clearly am long overdue for another trip back. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just It's amazing. I mean, I never, but when I moved here, I had no idea that we had this like, and there are other waterfalls too. And we have a number of state parks in the area that certainly isn't the only one. I mentioned that one since I've been there and it is popular. I can confirm that it's a great, (laughs) a great (laughs) trip. And also it's not that far away. You know, it's only 90 minutes, which is, you know, pretty easy to get to. And the hike itself is pretty, pretty short too. So accessible for, you know, if you had kids with you or something, it wouldn't be like a, a huge hassle, but well, totally worth the trek.
0: Well, for sure. Kate shared with me a lot of other places to go and things to do in town and around town. And we're going to have all those in the show notes, but now it's time for the final countdown. So Kate, we're looking forward to your answers on this. So the number one thing is if a travel only has time for one meal in the town, where should they go and, and what should they eat there?
1: So I have to go back to either Prince's Hot Chicken or maybe going to Monell's for a Southern family style. So there there isn't a menu at Monell's. You basically just eat all of the things. It's a Southern meal. Okay. I will say with both of these options, (laughs) if you're getting on a plane immediately after or going for a drive for several hours, these may not be the top choices. Um, (laughs) They're they're not not exactly the lightest meals, but but they are, you know, this is like the quintessential If you're going to Nashville and you have two meal or one meal, this is, you know, you can't miss those things because you really can't get that experience anywhere else. So, yeah, princes or, um, yeah, and a lot of people like princes, everybody says like, what about Hattie B's? Well, Hattie B's not as good as princes, (laughs) not, you know, not the original. It's not saying that there's anything wrong with it. It's not the food isn't bad. It's just if you want the uh, the original princes experience. I would go there or say the original hot chicken experience,
0: go to Prince's. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I've I've heard a lot about Hattie B's and it's really popular downtown. I think the lines are are pretty large, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe if we go to Prince's, uh, especially if we go off peak times, then we can kind of skip the line and and not have to worry about it.
1: You may still hit lines. (laughs) Okay, okay. It's it's still real popular, but yeah, you're right though. I mean, it depends on when you go. You know, like certainly there are times of year or even days that are longer lines. Um, Hattie B's is, yeah, exactly. It's a little closer to downtown. Prince's is a little deeper into East Nashville. You do need a car to get there. It's in a strip mall, but it's the original. Got to go to the original. And I've never, uh, I've never left disappointed. So I can, I can recommend that.
0: Right on, right on. Speaking of this, you've been living in Nashville for a decade. So Mm -hmm. what's like your your most memorable story of, of living here?
1: Okay. One of the coolest things about Nashville is there are all these secret shows, and that's where these huge acts will play these tiny clubs. Like for example, Metallica played this 100 person club, this place called The Basement, or Lady Gaga does a secret show at the Five Spot, which is this tiny club in East Nashville. And the other amazing thing is guest appearances. You just never know who's gonna show up to, you know, a club show or even a theater show. My favorite, even though I was a concert promoter and had these kinds of experiences all the time, my favorite moment was, this was several years ago, a surprised guest appearance at a show at Exit Inn, which is Elliston Place, that area that I used to live in I mentioned before moving to East Nashville, and so a band called the Proto Men, they were doing a Night of Queen covers. So, as you can imagine, this was a pretty late night show. You know, the crowd's pretty rowdy. Everyone loves Queen. So, guess who shows up to sing backup vocals on Bohemian Rhapsody? None other than Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can imagine, the crowd just went crazy. And, I mean, every time I think about it, I just I just can't stop smiling. It's, it, was, it was just so amazing. And somebody actually recorded it and put the moment on YouTube so you can watch it. <laughs> Sometimes I just go back and watch it because it was it was just so cool being there. But stuff like that happens all the time in Nashville. And that's just a great example of, you know, you're at a club and all of a sudden Jack Black comes and sings back up on Bohemian Rhapsody because that's what happens
0: in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fantastic. I, I'm i going to have to look up that video and we're going to put that in the show notes because that just sounds like a wonderful experience.
1: It was so cool.
0: <laughs> so what would you say is the, the happiest happy hour in town?
1: This is another thing I, I think about a lot. Um, <laughs> Lee and I are both self-employed, so going to happy hour, I, I actually love going to happy hour. I love going going out around 4 or 5, you know, hitting some spots, hanging out with some friends, getting outside the house. So the perfect happy hour has to check two boxes, in my opinion. So it's going to be delicious drinks, but also a diverse assortment of foods really need both of those to be the perfect happy hour. And so my favorite happy hour happens to be at a place called Lachlan Table in East Nashville. They have a community hour from four to six, and it meets both those requirements. And the other great thing about it is that a portion of the proceeds go to the local public schools, parent teacher association, Lachlan Design Center. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. Because, you know, again, it's that community aspect where you're helping out the community, but still having fun, enjoying some great food and drinks. You know, I mean, I think it's it sounds like the perfect perfect opportunity.
1: And there's another one that is on my radar that I haven't been to yet, a, a new place called Lyra. Um, and they have their, it's a Middle Eastern restaurant that just opened up in the same neighborhood and they have uh, like a $5 falafel sandwich, which piqued my curiosity. (laughs) Also some very tasty looking drinks. Um, But one of the one resource I can share is there's a site called Nashville Guru that actually tracks all of the happy hours. You know, I try to keep tabs on where all the best happy hours are, but they have a pretty in-depth, they don't have every place. But if you're traveling here and you're not sure where to go, you can actually search by neighborhood just pretty
0: cool right on yeah because i know that nashville is just getting super popular for bachelor parties bachelorette parties and just a lot of people really want to come here so they're gonna have to check out uh, nashville guru and and look for those hot spots for the happy hours definitely so the last question is this is that i love eating pepperoni pizza and and wherever i go i try to grab one what would you say is the best pepperoni pizza in in the city
1: the place i would recommend would be slim and huskies which is a place in north nashville So that's a little bit north of germantown so not that far from downtown Um, there's also a location in antioch but the one in north nashville is the original location okay and i believe they were actually voted might have been last year best new place to wait in line (laughs) for food (laughs) but yeah it's really good it's just a great community feel they have awesome pizza there and uh it seems that they're growing because they've added some additional locations but yeah definitely check out slim and huskies for sure
0: That sounds great. I usually don't look forward to waiting in line, but if it sounds that good, then uh, I may have to.
1: Yeah, and it may have, you know, they're not as hot and new as they used to be, so you may not necessarily get hit with that. That was back in, gosh, that was like last year's best of. So that's the thing with Nashville. There's so many new restaurants opening all the time that even something that's still really good may not be quite as hot as it once was. I'm sure they're still pretty popular, but it may not be quite as long of a line as when they first opened.
0: Right on, right on. Well, Kate, thank you so much for sharing so many insider tips and tricks uh, for Nashville. Can you tell everybody a little bit about you and what's going on at Cashville Skyline?
1: Yes, I started Cashville Skyline back in 2013. This is when I was still a concert promoter, and uh, actually I was... (laughs) <laughs> the goal was really just keeping track of my own money so that I could transition out of my career on the road. I think I'm one of the few people, Lee, that you've had on your show who may possibly have traveled more than you. <laughs> I I spent about five years on the road. Uh, at least every week would go to at least two cities. And so I've been all over the United States and Canada. And one of the things I love about this show is this is like the same thing that I would do this is exactly what I would do. I'd want to know, like, I'd have like one or two meals in a city. And so I'd want to know, like, where should I go? And so I would do a lot of research and try to find cool places or things that are a little bit different than what everybody else does. But yeah, as I started getting a little bit into my late 20s, I realized that uh, the life on the road wasn't for me. And so (laughs) I transitioned, kind of got my money in order, transitioned off the road, got into online marketing And personal finance writing and just realize helping people with their money is what I want to do and what I'm most passionate about, especially creative people. So most of the content on my site is focused towards creative professionals. And so I do a lot of helping people with their quarterly taxes or, you know, how to get health insurance when you're self-employed, those kinds of things. I'm working towards the certified financial planner designation. I have not passed the exam yet, but hopefully this next one will be the (laughs) will be the trick. And yeah, I mean, long term, I I want to someday own my own financial planning firm. But in the meantime, I'm writing about money all over, all over the place and um, helping people whenever I can and hopefully doing some more workshops and group coaching in the future, but have to spend a lot of time studying. So. Some of those things are on the back burner for now.
0: Oh, for sure. But it sounds like your site's a, a wonderful resource for anybody that's self-employed, especially people who are creative because obviously you have that background and experience and you, you know exactly what they're going through. And so you can help them out with uh, the problems that they're facing. I know it's a valuable resource and we're gonna include all the links as far as being able to where to find Kate uh, on her site and social media. So that way you can interact with her if you have any questions. Again, thanks again for for being on the show, Kate. And we look forward to, to hanging out soon.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me, Lee.
0: What a great show. Now that I've moved here, there's so much to explore in Nashville, and Kate is such an excellent resource. Big thanks to Kate for coming on to the show. Anna and I are definitely scheduling some time with Kate to get our foodie on. What was your favorite part of the show? Did we miss anything? Please let us know in the show notes at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Nashville. Join us in the next episode when Noah Kagan of sumo.com shares where to get the best breakfast tacos in Austin, Texas. We hope to see you when We Travel There.